All right, everybody. Welcome to the Challenge Chronicles. I am Trace Armstrong, and I am here without my better halves of Rob and Devin, but I have a very special guest. You are not seeing in a, a graphic illusion here. This is the man himself from Road Rules 4, various other appearances as an all-star on Road Rules Northern Trail and Road Rules Australia. My friends, this is Oscar. How are you, sir? How you doing, guys? Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. We're really excited to have you on here and hear your story. So I just want to go all the way back to the beginning, this whole ride for you. Everybody from your ear that I've talked to has a casting story that is just hard to imagine because of just the wild, wild west that reality TV was. I mean, when you were on the show, reality TV really started only like two or three years earlier. So it was crazy so tell us how did you get on road rules because you were what probably 17 when you started this whole journey um i was 18 okay i was 18 and it it, it definitely was not what it is today it was it was a straight up novelty um i as a kid i would sit in, on my dad's couch and watch uh, the show and just fantasize about like you know doing the show uh as well as a lot of people did so uh my my story is kind of is is it goes like this my uh my dad's wife told me about the casting and um i also had i think i mean if i remember correctly i think i had a test that i hadn't studied for and it was the same day as, as the casting and i got into some like cool agreement with her that she would like you know she's like all right you know go to that casting, but then make sure you study for the, for the test, you know, and I'll write you a note or something. And, uh, I did, I remember waking up super early that day and showing up and just being brutally authentic in front of, uh, I believe it, it was Jonathan Murray, uh, Kenny, one of the directors, uh, it, it it was a it, it was a it was a bunch of really cool guys that I had no idea how important they were to the show, <laughs> and uh, and I was just brutally authentic and and honest, and I more than nervous, I was just stoked. So I just had fun with the interview, yeah. and I wasn't trying to be outlandish or anything. I wasn't trying. I wasn't trying much of anything. I just really wanted to be like myself. As, just wanted to be brutally honest and have fun with it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was super, I was super young and all I kept saying to myself was whether I'd make it or not, let's just have fun. That's great. So did they actually hold this casting? Cause you were living in Puerto Rico at the time, correct? Correct. correct. Yeah. They went to Puerto Rico looking for somebody from the Island. And uh, so I went to, I went to the first casting, rocked it. It was fun. I really, I, I had so much fun at that first casting that if I would have never been called for anything else, I would have been like, great. That was a great experience. However, I, I did get called for a second edition and uh, that one was different, was more, uh, was more personal. And the next thing you know, I got a phone call and they were like, Hey, what are you doing such date? And I'm like, what's going on? And they're like, no, I, you know, we want you to come to, to LA to to the final rounds over here. You made it. And I was like, excuse me? Rounds? What do you, what do you mean rounds? I I was really naive to the process and I like I said, I was just like 
every step of the way, I was just like so excited to have done that. And it was so cool and it was so new. And, you know, the first time I ever saw, like, you know, when it's, it gets really cold and, and you walk outside and you see your breath. So the first time I ever saw that, I, I, you know, it, it was in one of those like audition trips to LA. It just like everything about the whole experience, every, every time I did something new, you know, there was a, a very simple something that would like just blow my mind. And every, every trip getting to, to the actual call that I did, which was probably like two, um, it was just a very, very pleasant, very cool, very fun experience. And actually when I get, when I, when I went there, they had me like going to one office, get interviewed while they had other people rotating to other offices. It was a very secretive thing. It, it, I, I remember they also, uh, they interviewed people back home, like my parents or something, or I don't know. It, it, the whole thing was very mysterious and it was very fun. And it, you know, just to know that, you know, all that's happening around you and for you and with you as a kid, I, I was present enough to just really, again, be super grateful and super happy that's cool was it also your first time in la or had you been before no that was, that was my first time so what was it like you know growing up in puerto rico and then you land in la like i'm assuming they bring you right into lax and give you the whole smoke show for that no like again like you know it, it was amazing i i i remember staying at a, at a hotel i remember going to going to lunch with them um, hanging out at the uh, at the Buena Murray offices in in Venice, California, and seeing everything was just really cool, man. Everything like the office, the way it was decorated, um, you know, the dynamic, you know, the dynamics between the people that work at the production office. I got, I, I was, I, you know, it was really cool because like I hadn't met Mary Alice, you know, and Mary Alice, I, I met her by coincidence because I remember being in the office and uh, this, this lady just, I just, I just happened to, I walked by this lady and we just exchanged words and we like made fun of something and we cracked a joke and it was this really cool lady that made me laugh and I made her laugh and I had no idea who she was. And, uh, <laughs> and next thing you know, you know, it was, it was her and and it was and it was for me it was like <laughs> and and when i knew it was her i was like oh, that's that really cool lady that I was just laughing with you know and and she's like yeah dude it's me how you doing and i was like oh, oh yeah so, so cool. yeah so, so I, I i always hold that you know now that we don't have her that's that's you know i have a lot of beautiful memories with her and, and that was like one of them um she made she made all that transition for me feel very comfortable and very pleasant I guess she knew how young I was and that I was coming from the island, whatever. Um, so yeah, they both did. Her and Jonathan, you know, like I have nothing but great things to say about it. That's awesome to hear. Um, so with that, like, how do you find out that you're you're on the cast? Like, you've gone through all these rounds of casting. Like, where do you find out that this is this is gonna happen and I'm going on this experience? Yeah, uh, I want to say that it was Christmas. I think it was like Christmas Eve or something like that. They, um, I'm at my, I'm at my dad's house and the phone rings and, uh, I think, I think my dad picks it up. He's like, yeah, it's for you. You know, it's, it's the people from the, from the show. Hurry up, hurry up. And I get it. I'm like, Hey, what's up guys? And they were like, Hey, what's up Oscar? It's this person and this person. And by now I'm like, I'm like friends with them. You know, the, 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 the production assistant, the, 
the writers, some of the directors, you know, like I, these are really cool people that I just spent like some really cool, like days with hanging out in LA with, and, you know, they're calling me in a conference call. They're like, Hey, it's us. And I'm like, Hey, what's up? Blah, 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 what's up? And they're like, hey, so you're in a conference call. Just, just so you know, we're all here. And, uh, how you doing? I'm like, Hey, Merry Christmas. I'm great. You know, what's up? <laughs> because, you know, I had, I had, I had no clue. Like I, I, they, they, they don't tell you immediately, you know, like there's a, there's a waiting period of such. And, you know, I remember that I, it's not that it was driving me crazy, but I was like, you know, like, it's like, how much longer is it going to be? Like, they're not going to call me like what, what, what? And still, if they hadn't, I was like still stoked, you know, but uh, they called me on, on, on Christmas and they're like, Hey, uh, uh, you're on speakerphone. And uh, we just wanna, we just, uh, we just wanna know how you doing, what, what you up to, and I'm like, what's up? Tell me. And they're like, well, you know, we just wanna congratulate you because you're part of the next, you know, cast for the, you know, season four of Road Rules, blah blah. blah. And I was like, excuse me. They're like, yeah, dude, you made it. I was like, ah! <laughs> and and they were they were really really happy on the phone, and everybody was celebrating. And there were like probably like more than 10 people on speakerphone. And then um, I told my dad, everybody at home and, you know, you can imagine that was really cool. That was really, really cool. Especially because it was Christmas. I mean, yeah. What a great Christmas gift, you know, 18 years old. And it's like, Hey, you're going to be on road rules. This show you've been watching and you've been auditioning for This is happening for real. So from the time they call you at Christmas to when you leave for the trip, like how much notice did they give you back then? Cause I've heard some stories like Tara from Northern trail says that they never actually told her she was on the cast. They just kept saying, you ought to pack a backpack. And then they just show up at her apartment. So how did how long did it take between when they called you to when you left? Well, I don't know. Uh, I I can't speak for other people's processes. Uh, be, and, and to tell you the truth, I I I remember so much even of mine. I'm 45 years old right now. <laughs> you know. There you go. Uh, um, I want to say that it, it was a very short. It was a very short period. It wasn't that long. Mm-hmm. It was, but it was, it was enough for me to receive gear. I remember receiving some really, really cool boxes of gear mm-hmm. and, ha- and having no clue where I was going. But I, all of a sudden, I just got this really cool, like, hiking boots. And they're like, dude, you know, we're going to send you some stuff. Pack it. You know, make sure everything's in that bag we're sending you. Like, you have no excuse. Like, you have everything. <laughs> like, make sure, you know. And uh, and follow the, and follow instructions, and then in a sense, it the show kind of already. My experience is that for me, the show had already started from the minute they told me I was on it, because I I was receiving a series of instructions, I was receiving this gear, so, and and to a point, my life kind of stopped at that point, like whatever that was my bowl of existence at that point was like mm-hmm. all right put, put pause Boop. yeah you know let's transfer you over to this other context buckle up and enjoy the ride Fabulous. so yeah yeah so i just got a bunch of really really badass gear man like outdoorsy tactical you know all kinds of really cool brands you know and uh, and they, yeah, so I packed everything up and followed instructions. And before you knew it, I was again in LA, and and the show started from there. And then I, uh, and then we, you know, we all started meeting each other. 
Yeah. So before, I, I guess what I should ask is, is did you meet any of your castmates prior to cameras start following you around? So when you guys, because you met up with them in Colorado or San Francisco? San Francisco. San Francisco. Okay. So you you literally just walked right in and here's a camera and go? Yeah, pretty much. I I honestly haven't seen the show in so long. I don't remember how it started. I think I uh, I think the first person I met was Jake. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know it, <laughs> that was <laughs> that was a that was a really uh, that was a really particularly uh, interesting experience. Uh, I immediately didn't know what to expect, you know, um, and then. And then from there, we, you know, we just all met at the at the pier. Mm-hmm. And, and, but I had no idea who any of them were. And I think I think somebody told me that during the casting process, some of us were in the same room in the office. Mm-hmm. But like every time they would take us to one office or the other, they would either blindfold us or, or like keep one away from the other. Oh wow! Yeah. So I really had no clue of anybody or, or how they looked like, how they sounded. Nothing. I had no idea what I was getting into. Um, and then I, once I started meeting them, I, I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. There hey, we go. We're going to be going on a trip for the next 10 weeks. Nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So you said something a second ago, if you don't mind talking about it, you said meeting Jake, that was an experience. Do you, what was so, what was so interesting about that initial meeting with Jake? Um, I, he was a little apprehensive at, 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 in the beginning. I was trying to like make small talk or something, and I I I don't remember how it went well, but I do remember him not being very uh him not ve- being very like um uh, back and forth with me. Mm-hmm. Like like his answers were very like monosyllable. Like yeah, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh, come on, man, really. <laughs> This is how we're starting, uh, and, you know, and and then later, you know, it's that's not indication at all of how any of us are. Um, so I can't even judge, you know. Plus, you know, we're all so weird when we're young, you know. That I I can only I can only imagine what he was thinking. He must have been like, Jesus Lord, this guy won't shut up, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's really funny. I like to hear that. So what is that first moment like when they start following you around with a camera? Like, do they do any prep to like help you get ready for that? Or did they literally just, you walked out somewhere and all of a sudden they just started filming? Well, here's the thing. When during that process that we've spoken before about the auditions and Mm -hmm. the interviews and, and, and all that, um, they, they, they also follow you around with a camera. Okay. They also uh, they also uh, film you while you're being interviewed, mm-hmm. and again, I don't know how it was other people's experience about that whole process, but I got a chance to e- even like hang out like at a how do you call that like at a fair with with a Ferris wheel. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, uh, like, like a, it, it was like a fair. I, it, it was a really cool place, like a theme park, you know? Mm-hmm. And that evening, 
that I hung out with them, with the production and all that, they were filming me. They, they were moments where they were like, do you mind if we film you? We just want to see how you do, how you feel. So even, 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 that, even the hangout itself was kind of like part of it all. Mm-hmm. Because I'm sure, I'm, I'm, I mean, they don't tell you this, but now in hindsight, I look back and I'm like, maybe they were just, they just wanted to see how I was, how it was to hang out with me. Uh, if I if I could give him some content, or if I was comfortable, if if I was the same in front of a camera or not. Sure. So by the time so by the time that the the, the day came and the time, but by the time that they were following us around and all that, um, we were all pretty much comfortable with what we had gotten into in that sense. I gotcha. Okay, that's yeah. really fascinating to me, and. The reason I asked that question is, is like, I think about myself at age 39, much less what kind of an idiot I could be at 18. Uh, no, and yeah. the, the, I, I guess it would just feel intimidating to me, at least initially to be like, can I, am I really, can I still be myself with this camera pointed at me? You know, what's interesting. It's, it's a lot more intimidating to watch it now. It's, it's way more cringy for me to watch it now then it felt to be followed around by a camera being that young and that naive. Mm-hmm. You, could, you could say now that as an adult, I, I, I want to say I'm wiser, but I'm also more, I've been more exposed to, I've been, I'm weathered, you know, mm-hmm. like I, 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 I also understand that that's, that's that kid, you know, that's me at 18 mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and it was also as real as it got, like none of that, none of that show is scripted. Right. You know, not 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 what we did. It's scripted in the sense that you know they have a schedule to follow, they have missions to go to, and all that. But again, my experience of it is it, it was pretty uh, spontaneous, and we didn't have a script to follow. Mm-hmm. the 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 fights that you saw were real. The laughter was real. Whoever whoever came out looking like an asshole is because at that moment you were an asshole. Mm-hmm. Whoever came out looking like a hero or like a sweetheart is because at that moment, you know, just like in life, by the way, we have our moments, we have our days, you know, um, some days, you know, some days you're a light bulb and, and you're shine bright. And some days you're that cloud, you know, raining on yourself and everybody else. And, and, and at, at least for us, that show, whatever you saw in that regard, was, was real, was real. And of course, we felt very comfortable, as you can see, you know. Absolutely. I mean, that's one of the things. So for the sake of you and also the people watching or listening to this, I rewatched your entire season over the past few days. And what was really interesting to me were those first like three or four episodes. It seemed like you guys were naturally pairing off and it kind of seemed like at the beginning, you kind of seemed as the odd person out. Were you feeling and experiencing that or was there a different dynamic that didn't quite come across on TV? No, man. Um, I definitely felt, uh, it, <laughs> I did feel very challenged in the social aspect of that experiment. <laughs> it, it's an experiment. I've always called it an experiment. I've always said we were like, we were like guinea pigs, you know, and, and it, cause you could, there's so much layers to that. There's so much you can learn from, from like the human behavior perspective, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. because that's, um, but yeah, for me, it was challenging. Absolutely. Uh, they, they, I guess it's easier for also, again, I, I want to be very fair to the experience. It, 
it's easier for them to connect with with what's similar to them. They are their kids, mm-hmm. and, and the odd man out. You know the different there, the the whole eth- different ethnicity. Sure. The you know the dark skin guy in, in that show was me. Not that I even cared to to go into that. Um, sure. But uh, uh, because I feel that, you know, those kind of topics nowadays get thrown around so much and people want to, like, make it about race and this and that. And let me tell you something. We're so young. None of that was uh, – mm-hmm. it's not about race. It's, I think it's more about, like, how young we were and how easy it is for kids to connect with what they feel comfortable with and what they know. Mm-hmm. And, and I was different, you know. I, I spoke different. I had an accent. Uh, my jokes were different and it's, it's okay. What took was again, how life is. It took life experiences for human beings to get together off the bat. You know, there was judgment, even for my part, I saw them and I was like, they are so different than me. Mm-hmm. You know, there were some moments as well that I could have helped out the situation and I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, there were many times where I just went to sleep. Seriously. I was like, lame and i would go to sleep and they were like you're a dick why are you going to sleep i'm like i don't want to deal with you you know yeah. now I'm, I'm older i know better you know and, and i have life skills and tools that i can use within me you know to calibrate myself and be functional in a, in a social aspect sure. when you're young you know it's it's very raw man it's, it's very cool also to watch because those are kids interacting you know yeah and, and as a kid, you know there's a camera. See, that's the part where – that's the part that gets tricky. It's not that you feel uncomfortable because there's a camera in front of you, but when situations get tense, in the back of your head, you know there's a camera in front of you. Mm-hmm. And, and, and nobody wants to be – you know, nobody wants to lose that fight. Yeah. You know, nobody, nobody wants to seem like a lesser than – you know, nobody wants to get bullied either, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and you're not going to step up to me. Oh, you're trying me. Yeah. Sure. So it's, again, it's kids behaving and it's interesting to see. Uh, it was challenging many, in, in many ways. And it was also very magical when it did work. Mm-hmm. The times that it did work, it was, it was beautiful because, because we worked for that, you know, that the, there was a walk towards that goal, you know, uh, whether we liked it or not, there were, there were points where we all were faced with the, okay, I got to knock it off and be a team. We mm-hmm. all went through that. You know, we all at some point were being not the best version of ourselves. And we all consciously said, all right, hold on. I got to knock it off, be part of a team and win this. So you know that's where the magic happens. That's sure. uh, that that's when you that's when you uh, that's when you see the fruit of the seeds you planted and all that beautiful stuff. Absolutely, absolutely. So, I want to hit the fast forward button real quick because you just hit on something really interesting uh, about having to kind of pull together as a team. And specifically, I felt like the first time I really saw that was on that Coast Guard mission, and that seemed like a very hard few days for all of you and just the seasickness and everything that happened. Yeah. Tell us about how that Coast Guard mission 
from the as a viewer, it seemed like that mission was where you guys started to really bond as a group potentially. So could you just talk about how that Coast Guard mission seemed to maybe change the dynamic of what you guys were doing? Because it was the first one. I I I want to think it was that we realized that we all had potential mm-hmm. at a different level. Mm-hmm. Like not just, oh yeah, look, Jake is funny. No, it was like more like, oh, Jake is brilliant and he can then solve this kind of issues and we can count on him for this. Mm-hmm. Or we saw Erica being, you know, Erica at another level and we're like, oh wow, you know, she's not just this, she's also this and has the potential to be this. And you know, it was the first mission, and I think that's pretty much that. I mean, even though we all got sick, uh, I remember I, from the get go, you know, I, I, I didn't rub, you know, I, I think I didn't, uh, I didn't come across in the best of ways for the for the soldiers and the people in the in, in the commanders and chiefs and all that because mm-hmm. they they immediately wanted me to do push ups and they were calling yeah. me feisty. And they didn't understand that the pants were just super tight on me. And I'm like, really? I do you do not I like they're tight. Like, can somebody just give me a size bigger? Uh and again, if if, if that was me now, I guess I would have not said anything about the pants, but young me had to say something. Oh yeah. We're we're, we're uh, teenagers, we all say dumb things on a regular basis. <laughs> yeah. And, and let me tell you, the, the cool thing about being on the Coast Guard was that I, I adore the military. Like, I, I, you know, super fan. Thanks to everybody that's in the service. Thank you for what you do. Um, I'm, you know, like, I remember playing, wanting to be a soldier when I was a kid, you know. And, and so just being there was a, was, a, was a really cool experience for me. And that was also when when we got the horns robbed from the Winnebago. Yes. And then... It was cool because Jake and I then like got into a mission and, and got the flag. Uh, so, you know, and it was really cold as well. There were days where like I would just go off and like, you know, write or think or whatever it is I was doing. <laughs> um, so that whole experience with the Coast Guard was really cool, man. It was really cool. And yeah, absolutely. Not only did we realize that we had potential beyond whatever we knew about ourselves, but I think that that was also the first time that some of, some of the bonds started getting really tight between them as well. Mm-hmm. More than me, because it was five, there was five of us. So, you know, there were four and, it, you know, I'm like the odd man out. Sure. So, but I think that, I think that's when the other cast members started getting really, you know, tight with each other and getting like really comfortable around them. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So after that, I feel like you guys then flew to Miami and had to drive down into the Keys. And this is where money problems started. Yeah. What is your reaction thinking back on that? Because I realize we're talking about 1996 or 97 dollars, somewhere in that time frame. So $400 back then goes way further than $400 now. But for yeah. five people on a road trip, you got to eat. You got to probably, I'm guessing, pay for where you park the Winnie if you want to do sewage and things like that. Like gas. Food. Yeah. So they made you pay for your gas out of that money, too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. See, that's news. I thought they gave you like a gas card to fill up the Winnie, but everything else was on I, you guys. I, I could be wrong, but I I don't know why. I don't know why. Again, don't hold me to this. Sure, I could I be wrong, but, but I believe that, that some of that money went to a lot of that, like gas and 
and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. So in those early stages, it seemed like you guys didn't have enough money. Do you think that was a byproduct of, Hey, you're 18 and not budgeting well, or did they just really not plan out well enough for you guys to win the money you needed to keep going? I'm trying to think about the paintball mission that we were supposed to make money in, and we didn't because we didn't win. I think y'all lost two of the three rounds. So, like, y'all only made, I think the number I wrote down was you had $400 to last you two weeks. Right. And then, then we had the mission for the, for the, for the bicycle, the, the, the cab driver driving bicycles. Right. In, so, in yeah. So, sequentially, I think, I, I, I think we, we made some, I think I, I made money there. I think we, we did, we did good there. You did, but like, so to kind of help you with the timeline a little bit, so you did the paintball mission, then it was the Coast Guard mission, and then they immediately sent you to Key West. And so it was around there that the bike, the pedicab thing happened. So it seemed like, I mean, again. But, but by the way, thank you for doing the homework. I love it. Okay. Thank That's you. My I job. Feel, I, if you've I, never I feel, heard I feel of our safe. show. I feel safe. Good. I feel safe. You're Good. taking me by my hand. Thank you. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, just so you know, too, uh, the show, The Challenge Chronicles, we actually go back and do deep dives of all the old seasons. And so, like, oh, nice. we kind of look at ourselves as, like, the Bunim Murray verse, like, historians is probably the best way to put it. So Beautiful. we really want to hear, like, the really cool stuff and maybe expound on some of the stuff that didn't come across as clear just because the show's edited way differently than it is now. So, yeah, yeah, I can see that. So, yeah, so when you guys were in Key West, because this was a moment from my childhood, when the moment Greg texted me that, hey, I'm here with Oscar, this would be good, I want to hook you guys up, the first thing I remembered was Winnebago getting stuck in a KFC and you winning a bunch of money on a pedicab. So can you tell us that moment where you're so hungry, you're going to use your last dollars to go to KFC, and that happened? How did that play with your group that night uh you know it it looked way worse than what it was mm -hmm. um and i think jake pulled it off with the verbal <laughs> and the and the negotiations and stuff like that mm -hmm. um i think vince did too but i that went by smoothly in the sense that we didn't get in trouble uh we we did take that information and I honestly don't know. I wasn't really part of the logistic handling aspect of sure. it. Um, but I know that on on the show it looked it looked way more dramatic. Mm -hmm. That doesn't and and I do remember that that was some good chicken. <laughs> that that we that, that and they gave us more. They actually. I think one of the girls felt bad for us and she like gave us extra uh, breasts and stuff like that. That's awesome. I'm glad that hooked yeah. y'all up. Cause it seems like from the show, like you guys were really hungry and you would yeah, have yeah. anything at that point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, 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 uh, and also, I mean, let's be really fair. We're also with the blessing of the, of the production crew. Mm -hmm. They, they will let us handle, you know, pardon my French. They'll, they'll let us handle shit. Mm -hmm. to a degree you know but given let's say that it would have gotten worse mm -hmm. and you know we they 
they have us, you know, we, mm-hmm. they're there, they're there. It's not like we're like running around dying. Sure. But, but if a bunch of kids need to learn a few lessons and, and about managing money, you know, they're not going to die. Yeah. You know, I'm sure there was a power bar somewhere, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I understand like it, completely. Sure. And so, uh, yeah, no, and it makes for great TV. And I, I guarantee you, nobody was at the point of like starving. And right. I don't think that was, that would have ever happened. Or nobody got in so much trouble with the KFC situation where like cops were involved and all that. But if it would have gotten there, I'm sure that I don't want to sound spoiled, but I'm sure the production would have handled it. Absolutely. That's cool. Thank you for saying that. Cause like a lot of times people think that reality tv isn't really reality and i would say that's true on a lot of shows today like it's very clear that a lot of reality shows are scripted no but back then back then it was not (laughs) no back back then they would let us like they would let us look over the edge Mm -hmm. and get scared they would definitely let us look over the edge get scared and look back and wonder if they were going to help us and eventually they would if they needed to but if they saw that we we had shit handled Mm -hmm. that's it that's it. They would just keep rolling and let us handle shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You see, that yeah. that to me is what's missing in a lot of the reality TV today is it's like, hey, it's okay to let people get a lot against the edge so long yeah. as they're not actually verbally attacking someone that crosses a line. Yeah. And as long as they're not about to do themselves or someone else physical right. harm, it's like, let it let it be as authentic as that can be. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I thank God that... Uh, even though we did get in a few altercations verbally, it didn't get to the point where nobody had to throw, you know, throw hands or even disrespect one or the other in such a way. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I really looking back now and in comparison to some other shows that I've seen where people do get really crazy. Um, you know, I'm glad because then, then that would have, that would have had one of us kicked out of the show or this and that. And one of the things that I'm super proud of is that we actually, we actually finished, you know, and we won our prize and the whole thing. And yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad that even though we were reactive and we were triggering and all that, I'm, I'm glad that we also kept it cool in many times yeah. amongst ourselves, amongst ourselves. Absolutely. That's good to hear. So hitting the fast forward button a little bit, I want to talk about the St. Thomas leaving you guys on the desert. Was it an actual deserted Island or could you feel civilization nearby? Like for those who have never seen this season, I want to paint the picture before you. That was my, that that, that was my favorite mission. Really? Okay. So if you've never seen this season, they literally put these guys and girls on a boat and they took them to what looked like a deserted Island in St. Thomas and basically showed you guys how to live off the land. And then they left you there. So Mm -hmm. Tell me about that experience. What made that your favorite part of the whole trip? I mean, it's it's, it's it was one of my favorite ones. Not my favorite okay. one. Okay. I mean, one we, of your we, favorites. It, okay, because it was it was something that I was that I was used to. It's it's being on the beach on a Caribbean island. Mm-hmm. So I felt connected to that. I felt that I I could be an asset, not an ass. You know, I felt <laughs> I felt that. Seriously, I felt that when they gave us instructions, I understood clearly and I had it and nothing intimidated me. And yeah, like I just, it was one of those missions where, where, where you feel that that mission, you had it on lockdown. Mm-hmm. It was, it was how I felt. And let me tell you, we all got sick. 
we all got sick. Yeah, we all got sick from like eating raw conch and and Mm. fish and stuff. Yeah, but even though like for me everything was amazing. Like I even slept on a hammock through like a mini storm. I don't know, man. Uh, Doing bonfires in the middle of the night, uh, getting coconuts, and it, it was a beautiful thing. They also had us kind of trained with, I guess, this guy called Kenny, if I'm not mistaken. He had the best mustache I've seen in a long time. It was pretty awesome. Amazing. Amazing. And he had a a girl as as a helper, and they both gave us a bunch of, like, little instructions. And we had, like, maybe little tools that we can, like, make little hooks with and stuff. Mm -hmm. So that was cool, man. Um, But then we, as you know, uh, we got saved by, you know, the late Bob Denver. Uh, uh, and for those of you that are really young, that's Gilligan. Yeah, yeah, Gilligan from Gilligan's Island. So, like, well, it was really cool to see a boat come get us. <laughs> but then to see who was on the boat, that was even cooler. See, here's another really cool thing that I, ha- that I have uh, bragging rights for the rest of my life. As we were on the boat, you know that hat that uh, he wears? Yeah. So that's been the same hat forever. Really? He's, that's the, he's worn that same hat. Right. I think he only had one or two of those hats ever for like all the seasons forever. And that was one of the ones that he had. And he had it on the boat and we were going and it was windy and the hat flew off in the middle of the ocean and by San Thomas and all that. And I immediately just took my shirt off and dove in. And Vince also Vince also jumped yep. in. And I found a hat and I brought it back and I gave it to him. And I can say that I, I rescued Gilligan's uh famous hat. That and he incredible. actually he got it back. And I got a I got a autograph signed picture from him when I got back to Puerto Rico. He sent me some stuff. That was really That's cool. Really cool. That was really nice yeah. of him. Yeah. Man, what a time. So right after this they tell you guys you're flying to your home you're going to puerto rico what did that mean to you to be able to take this experience with these people and show them where you're from well i was exhausted by that by that moment i was exhausted emotionally because i hadn't connected with them fully i really felt and I don't want to. I don't want to sound like a victim or anything like. It's not a victim story, but sure. you know, you but you do feel, you do feel like not connected. You know, like mm-hmm. ostracized, and even like, uh, and even if you kind of go on the ego trip of like, well, you know, f them. You know, they try me. You know, who are you know? I'm a representative. What, whatever, uh, yeah. yeah, whatever primal reaction you have. Um, I uh, I had spoken to my father um about it, you know, and I was like, "Listen, um, I'm not I'm not getting along with these people, you know, and uh, I don't know how that's gonna come across, and uh, I don't know. I've I've been a little, you know, I've triggered them. They've triggered me, you know. It's 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 weird. I don't know how to navigate this. It's, you know, like I get along with everybody, mm-hmm. so to find to find myself in that situation, it was weird because. At that, because those are the moments when you do remember that you're being filmed, mm-hmm. you know? And then uh, I remember my father was like, you know, you're better than that. Remember, it's TV. None of that is real. I'm like, well, it's kind of real. Like, this is what I... And he's like, listen, I, I get it. And just be you. 
trust the process. Uh, whenever you, you know, notice yourself, whenever you see that you're getting a little too, you know, just turn it down, you know, whatever you can. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and we, we're going to Puerto Rico. And he's like, yeah, you know, um, how do you want to play this? And I'm like, what? He's like, well, you know, they're coming here. And I know you're a little resentful and kind of bitter, but uh, this is an opportunity to show them that, 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 you know, that you're unfazed, that you're cool about it and that you get it. And now this is time to show hospitality, to be welcoming and to put everything aside and let them know that we're a team. Mm-hmm. You know, you kill, you kill them with kindness. You know, you be a little stoic about it, you know, and, and you understand that, you know, whatever bothers you right now is not more important than the greater of the group or the mission. Mm-hmm. And you can only achieve that if you guys become tight. And you can only become tight with them if you don't right now behave like an asshole with them. Mm-hmm. This is your moment to connect with them because they're going to need you. They're going to... They're going to need you to translate. They're going to need you to drive around. They're going to need you, you know, to not feel out of place, you know, where you feel in, in, in place. Mm-hmm. And it clicked. It clicked within me immediately, you know, God bless my father. Thank you, Dad. And because uh, it, it was his home that we were going to. Mm-hmm. And all it took for me was like, tell my dad. I'm like, yeah, you're right. And before you know it, my dad had like, he cooked rice, beans, chicken, uh what we call which is flank steak with onions, uh, Puerto Rican style, you know, tostone, it, the words, man. Uh, and then, you know, of course, there was alcohol, uh, the whole day. My dad moved all the furniture from the living room, cranked up the music. We were kumbayaing. It was awesome. Some of my friends got a little bit out of hand with Kaylee, you know. I saw that and, on the show. Yeah. And that was another opportunity because. It allowed me to it allowed me to show them that I'm not I'm not a dick. Pardon my French. Sure. Because again, again, I could have chosen my friends. Mm-hmm. I could have chosen my my friends aside, or I could have chosen not doing nothing, you know, and stay neutral. However, I first of all, it's it's just common sense. They're my guests. I don't care if you're my friend. If you come to my house and you see that I have guests there, then be polite. But if you disrespect them, you're disrespecting my house too and me. So I kind of had to, I don't want to say that I had to put my friends in check, but I, you know, the ones that got out of hand, I had to be like, listen, you know, you're getting out of hand. They they are my guests and you need to cool it or, you know, or this needs to be taken outside. You know, you you know, you guys got to go to the parking lot or something. We can, Mm -hmm. you know, plus my father wasn't going to have any of that going on. You know, my father, my father was like militant. So he was like, yo, take care of that or I'm going to take care of that. Got it. And, and when the cast saw that I put our differences aside and I chose them and, and I chose to be hospitable and welcoming and my loyalty now was to the team, I think that started a transition also with them because after Puerto Rico, I can, I can honestly say that we were a team. We were, it, it, for me, that was needed. That was needed, and it was beautiful, and we connected. And and for me, the show has two has two two it has a has 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 two parts. Mm-hmm. Has the first part, has the before Puerto Rico and after Puerto Rico. That that's how I see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's how that's how much of a difference and how impactful and valuable that trip to Puerto Rico was, not just for me but for the group dynamics. 
Wow. That's incredible to hear. Like, and, and, and that was and, one thing that came across. And here's something that nobody knows um, that I'm going to share with you guys. And, you. and here's a, and here's the story. Uh, I was told by some of the production that that mission to Puerto Rico wasn't scheduled that early onto the show. It was one of the last ones. But because of the dynamics that we were having and because they knew me and they knew that we weren't connecting and some of the people in the production felt that it was a little unfair the way they were treating me because they knew me personally and they knew that why are they treating Oscar that way? You know, like, yeah. come on, just give the guy, just give the guy a chance, you know? Sure. You know, come on. Um, a little bird told me that uh, production then was like, you know what? How about if we just move that mission now and have the group depend on a little bit more of Oscar's assistance and see how that plays out. And I, and I thank them because it, it came in at the right time and it connected us. It allowed me to showcase the beauty of Puerto Rican hospitality, uh, Puerto Rican cuisine, you know, the food. We got to then be a team and they allowed me to then, you know, like explain places, uh, stories, you know, it was needed. And I, like I said, it was for me, the bookmark was that trip. It was before that trip and after that, uh, that trip, because after that trip, I felt that it was a different team. Yeah. One of those things that sticks out from that time frame is after you left uh, your dad's house, you guys went to like the, your van got stuck, first of all, <laughs> in the dark, <laughs> trying to go through pennies in a well. But yeah. there was also a moment where I think it was, uh, was it Jake or Vince that invited you to sit down for the meal that you guys got at that place? Uh, that was Mr. Uh, Jake Allen Bronstein. There it is. Props to him. Yeah. Shout out to Jake. That was seen. It seemed like such a subtle moment, and I feel like a lot of people would have missed it. But that was really the moment where I felt like it was really cool because in the confessional they did, he specifically said, "I wanted Oscar to do this because I wanted to thank him for what he's been doing for us these last few days." And so, yeah. to me, what you just described about you put the bookmark in the trip, you could even see it with the people you're on the trip with and MTV and Beautiful and Murray, they specifically made sure to point that out. And I think that that yeah. was a really cool moment for the whole season, really. And coming from him, I would have never expected. Um, I, he, uh, my relationship with him was very challenging, you know, and uh, he's a, he, he's a brilliant, brilliant man, creative, creative, funny individual. Um, but he's very authentic, you know, he's very authentic and that can be challenging at times. And for me, it was. So to have him do that expression of solidarity, brotherhood and love, I was, it wasn't expected. So I was really taken, I was like, thank you. It didn't seem fake. Um, at the moment I, I completely got it. Yeah. You know, I, I understood what, what was going on and I, I really just said to myself, good you know this is this is what it's all about i get it that's so cool yeah. and then i don't know you might realize this but there are probably people listening to this that don't realize this but while you guys are in puerto rico the first ever real world road rules challenge happened where you guys went and competed against the real world boston so yeah. when people talk about i started this shit or any of that kind of stuff. Oh, no, they didn't. The first yeah. ever Real World Road Rules Challenge was yeah. you guys versus In Puerto Rico. Boston. And ironically enough, Cyrus on Real World Boston just got back done from competing on All-Stars for, what, twice? Like, 
Shout out to, to Sarah. And uh, by the way, Cyrus is my good friend. I speak to Cyrus all the time. We're still uh, in communication through social media and whatnot. Yeah. Um, he's uh, he's an amazing person. He's an amazing person. Actually, going through uh, an amazing physical transformation. He's he's doing his workouts and everything uh, with his line of work and everything. So shout out to Cyrus. Love you, man. Big shout out to him because I mean, I yeah. we even pointed it out when we were recapping All Stars for the podcast. He showed up for All Stars three in the best shape I've seen him on TV since yeah. this season. Like he looked yeah. incredible. So yeah. mad props because he's in his fifties, right? Such a such an amazing, beautiful personality. Such a vibrant person. Yeah, um, I don't know, how, uh, but I, I I believe he's around uh, Mark Long's age. So yeah, he must. So he's be like 50, 51 somewhere in there. So yeah, I mean, yeah. For sure. I'm 45. So, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah. And let me tell you the, the cool thing about doing the challenge with them in Boston is that later after the show was done, we got to all join in to do like uh, public appearances and stuff like that in different university campuses. Mm -hmm. So like we got to hang out at a different level and connect at a different level and all that with like the whole crew, which was mind blowing because imagine, road rules and real world walking around a college campus after 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 the show was already on tv so it was, it was mm, mm, mm. no it was That's fun one it was thing, fun like for those that are younger that did not live through this era of the show like i'll talk about myself as a 14 year old watching these shows you guys seemed like one of us and so oh, thanks man it felt it was real. And to hear you talk yeah. about it, this experiment and these experiences and these trips and things you guys did were real. And you guys all came across as people we knew. So to see yeah. us authentically represented on TV, that meant so much to that 90s generation that was growing Thank up. You. Because absolutely, we were, we were the last generation of latchkey kids where both parents were, you come home, what do you do, man? You Lasky, turn on baby. ATV and there's road rules. And so they felt Beavis like and Buttheads. Yes. Beavis and Butthead, you know? Uh, pop up video um, on VH1. Like all of that was like, what we lived Liquid through. TV. Liquid, Liquid TV. TV. The 10 spot. Um, uh, Yo MTV raps, you know? Uh, Headbangers ball. Daria. I, I, the whole thing. I, 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 I used to live on MTV uh, and, and Oreos. Absolutely. Who didn't? At our, 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 you know, I'm generation x you know um there was no social media there, were, there was no. no cell phones and i am so glad that there was no social media and no cell phone yes so glad. i'm glad that i was done with college by the time that happened <laughs> no documentation no records anything thank you um yeah so it's it's really cool in hindsight to look back and know that we were part of that last uh generation of kids who were actually free yeah, yeah. it's really and, cool. by, and by the way thank you for the kind words man appreciate it Absolutely. I mean it. I really do. Like I, I look back at that time frame, and I just think about starting to experience the world at that time because, you know, social media, you, you didn't have that window into anybody else's life. You knew where you lived and maybe yeah. where you got to go on vacation. So to yeah. have a bird's eye view into people your age doing real stuff, yeah. it meant yeah. the world to us. Yeah. So. And I get and I get it, man. I like I said, I I used to I used to spend hours sitting on my dad's couch watching road rules and wanting to be in that Winnebago. Oh, so God. to find to find myself actually, walk, I I would listen when I first saw the Winnie and I walked into it. I remember telling myself, okay, okay, 
this is happening. This is okay. You're inside the Winnebago. Okay. You're not on your dad's couch. Just touch it. Touch it. I'm like, oh, oh that's really cool. Man. Monty Hall does not have a donkey behind the curtain. You're really there. Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, so, so going back to that Puerto Rican, uh, Puerto Rico mission where we did the, the first challenge, that was probably one of the coolest experiences ever, man. Because to do that challenge, they took us like inside the jungle in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of us got hurt. Uh, it, it was physical. And I remember I was like, yeah, finally, we get to do something like, you know, like warrior type and stuff. Yeah. Listen, we, we, we did, I'll never forget it. We were doing the tug of war, right? Mm-hmm. And they were, I mean, their team was way bigger, mm-hmm. way bigger. You know, you had Jason, you had uh, Cyrus, you had, who else you had? Sean was there. Uh, Sean, big guys, man. Sean, props to Sean. And, uh, man, I remember just looking at Vince and Jake and the three of us were like, and I remember we won the tug of war, but we won because at the end we were just like in sync, screaming, one, two, three. Ah! Yeah. And I don't know. I, I, and we had some like, beyond natural strength because we 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 took that one challenge but that was amazing yeah that was one of those things that i i always remember that's so cool to hear um i want to be respectful of your time so i want to hit a couple more fast forward buttons real quick but Mm -hmm. the one thing i gotta ask about was what was it like hiking into an active volcano because that's something that even me at age 39 almost now I can't wrap my head around that. Like, what is that experience like as a person to do that? I mean, that was great. I, uh, well, in my case, it was a little challenging because I had fractured my toe previously uh, uh, jumping off a boat. Uh, Props to the little uh, crazy kid inside of me. (laughs) Um, So I had like my foot all wrapped up and whatnot. So, the thing is that it wasn't as hard to climb up. It was it was harder to climb in, mm. um, but it was breathtaking. It was incredibly big. It was you could see steaming everywhere, uh, steam coming out everywhere. The you could smell the salt, the sulfur. Mm-hmm. It, it's just it's really really wild and bizarre experience. And then what most people don't know is that in inside a crater and again i could be wrong but what i remember is that they were explaining to us that inside the crater at night i don't know if it's condensation or whatnot but it rains mm-hmm. like it, it rains with like wind and like even wow. sometimes it, it, it storms and what it's crazy so that that night that we spent inside the the crater uh i remember i was next to vince in in the tent and it rained it, it like blew one of the things off like it, it, it got hectic um, so that was a crazy experience too. waking up the next morning. Like, what was that? You know? Uh, and by the way, I have worse. to wrap my toes again because they're fractured and I've got to make sure they're okay. <laughs> that, that, that was wild. That was crazy. Um, and then, and then climbing out of that. So physically challenging. Uh, yeah, but beautiful, beautiful. I don't know. I love, I love, uh, I love that kind of activity. I love hiking. I love crawling jumping running i love all that stuff so so finding myself you know with the harness and the rope and and the thing 
Super cool, man. Super cool. And again, just just if you just stood still and looked around, you were like, oh, great. <laughs> you know? That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, man. So to, so to move towards the end of the trip, what was it like getting into New York City and realizing this crazy ride's almost over? Like, what starts going through your mind when you realize this is almost done? Bizarre. It was it was uh, surreal, man, because I do remember that vividly. I do remember... I do remember telling, checking myself constantly, saying that, saying like, "Yo, you know, be present. You know, this shit's about to end. You know, like, be present. Like, pinch myself all the time. Like, is this really happening?" Um, also, you can't help but start getting kind of closer to your to your mates because you know you're leaving. So you, you know, you laugh a little more. You know, you you crack more jokes. You you get a little deeper in those conversations. You know, after dinner or not. Um, but at the same time, I was in New York, and pff, whose mind doesn't get blown when you're, you know, in the city, and you get that energy from Times Square and all that. So yeah. it was a mix. It was a mix of, it was a mix of excitement because we, it, it was time to find out what the handsome reward was. Mm-hmm. It was time to find out what the last mission was, mm-hmm. and and something you didn't touch on, which was the the mission where Kaylee stood on the biplane. Yes, I didn't get to that, but I was going to. Yeah. To this day, I don't know. There were so many things that could have gone wrong that day. Yeah. I still think to myself, the balls, brass balls, yes. not just on not not just on Kaylee, but on the production. To have kids, you really gonna trust those kids to like harness themselves and get up there? I literally I, I, wrote I, down this would never happen in the year twenty twenty three. Yo, I to this day I say to myself that was crazy because I don't know if I would have ever trusted kids to do that. And let me tell you something, Kaylee did, and Kaylee strapped herself up there and started spinning and all that. That's insane. That's crazy. Yeah. So, and. I was glad that I I didn't get called for that. I mean, all that I had to do was like kind of crawl out, hold it, and, and wave. But mm-hmm. she actually had to like crawl out, get on top, strap herself, span her her arms, and then be flipped. What? Yeah. Um, the foot and the footage is breathtaking. Yeah, the footage on that is breathtaking. So after doing something like that, I we, I was like, yo, anything could happen for the final mission. So that excitement was in the air. The fact that the fact that I was also the handsome reward was about to get revealed. Being in New York by itself was just mind blowing because we then got to do a mission in in Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. We, we, you know, uh, you were on uh, what was it? All my children. What was the soap yeah, opera? You, yeah, yeah, you yeah, got yeah. to film. Uh, how yeah, meta we're... is this? They filmed you filming a TV mm-hmm. show on a TV show. <laughs> yeah, man, I for, I forget that. What was it? All my children? Yeah, with uh, Kaylee Ripa. Kelly Ripa and her husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and and Mark. Yeah. So we got to meet them, hang out with them all day. Uh, beautiful people too. Uh, so we got to do that. Be on this on 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 the on on on, on, sta- on stage with them. We, mm-hmm. we 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 were. I actually came out on the on the on the soap opera. I was a waiter. You were- and I got. I, because I said a line, I got paid. Well, I got paid like extra money for that. It was crazy. That it is... was beautiful. And and my mom was so proud because my mom's like she's like a real actor, you know. Okay. And it, yeah, so she was like, oh, you know? <laughs> um, 
so I mean, New York was really cool, man. Like everything we got to do there was cool because even the hangouts at night that when, when the cameras were off and we got to do our shit, mm-hmm. fun, man. It's a city, you know, it's fun. Everybody's energized. Everybody's walking around all like dressed in black and cold. So, yeah. and, and again, and it, there was this, there was that nostalgic sense of this is about to end, you know, let's get a little closer. Let's get a little deeper. Let's last longer. Yeah. And, and that last scene, when they, uh, when they say goodbye to me, See, here's the thing about about that show that you don't, as a cast member, you don't know is the voiceovers. You don't know what they say on the voiceovers, mm-hmm. but then you hear it when you see the show. Mm-hmm. So I had no idea that Kaylee had said those beautiful words, that Erica, who I had a bunch of like altercations at the end. We were so close. Mm-hmm. To this day, to this day, I love Erica. I we we communicate all the time on social media. Uh, I haven't spoken to Kaylee in years. Um, but I know she has a beautiful family and she's married and I know she did one of the challenges or something. She did. It was, uh, I think it was the first official real world road rules challenge. That would have been like 99 somewhere in there. Something like that. She did. Um, I speak to Vince a lot, like every, almost every other week or so. Uh, Vince and I are always in communication. He's, uh, he's my partner in crime. We laugh constantly. Vince is probably one of the, most creative, most funniest people you'll ever have the blessing of meeting. I love Vince. Vince, much love, brother. Um, and uh, and Jake, I, I I randomly, you know, I say hi and this and that with Jake on social media. You know, we have our, our mm-hmm. exchanges and, and our hellos and stuff like that. Sure. Um, I can't wait to see him and, and catch up. He's, he's doing great things as well. Um, so, you know, thank God, man, because that last scene, you know, when, when, when you're leaving, all you know is that you're leaving and then you walk out and then you get on the plane and you wake up the next day in your room and you're like, what the fuck? Really? (laughs) Did that that just fucking happen? Seriously. And, uh, but then it's beautiful because then when you see the show, you see how they edit it and you hear the voiceovers and you hear what they say about you and how they're going to miss you and all that. And then it's pretty because then, you know, you do have a relationship with these people throughout your life. So it's coherent. It's congruent. It's congruent with that. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Before we shut the door on your official season you were on, I want to touch on that moment at the airport again, because that was the moment that got me. Like, that's where I busted a tear a little bit, because to see where you guys started on the beginning of the trip... And to see the moment that like you turned your back to get on the plane and they all started crying and they did those voiceovers and they were like, I didn't know that when Oscar left, I would feel this way. So I, just... I had no idea. I had no idea that, 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 that Vince had like done something like he, like, yeah, yeah, you're right. It just it's... showed such, you can't fake that shit to basically put it any way else. Just to see yeah. those authentic moments. It made me miss your era of reality TV that much more because Thank you. it was real. It really yeah. was real. And it meant yeah. something to you guys. It meant something to those of us that watched it. Here I am tearing up again yeah. about it. Um, <laughs> just Love like, you, brother. It, it helps me think about the moments in my life where stuff like that happens. And it's like, I yeah. understand exactly what they're feeling yeah. right now. And that is the metaphor of life that, that at, at the end you get it. That's, that's, that's it. You know, you, you, you are going to come across people and circumstances that are unknown to you, that will judge you, that will have friction, that will trigger you, that you will trigger, that you might collapse and build from. 
but that is life. And the beautiful thing about that show that we did was that you can see it right there. It wasn't fake. We did have our moments and we did have our moments, you know, mm -hmm. and, and those seeds that were planted did, did grow into this beautiful tree that's called us. And, mm -hmm. and we all have our stories and we all have our ups and downs, but it's there, man. The proof is in the pudding. It's right there. You know, sure. you can't fake you can't fake that shit, man. We went like you say, you know, from one side of the spectrum all the way to the other side of the spectrum. You know, and 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 it's crazy. And let me just throw this in there because our handsome reward, which was semester at sea, mm -hmm. which which later they did the road rule semester at sea. Mm -hmm. Here's a story that a lot of people don't know when. When I did semester at C, the only other cast member that did semester at C was Jake. Um, for whatever reason, the other guys didn't do it. I won't speak on that. That's on them. I don't That's know. Them, I yeah. really, yeah, I, I did. Mind blowing. You know, for those of you that don't know what semester at C is, it's from the University of Pittsburgh. It's an abroad program where you you put a bunch of kid college students in a cruise boat and you go around the world and you spend a week in each country and you go through like 11 countries literally when you know you pass a course around the world and so where i'm going with this is that i not only got to experience road rules but i also got to experience semester at sea with jake so it's funny i sometimes think about jake and i'm like wow how far we came and to think that our story didn't end with road rules. Like mm -hmm. we then traveled around the world. Like I traveled around the world with Jake, you know? Yeah. Um, and I have a thousand pictures with him and having fun and all this and that. So, you know, you, you as an audience, you know, you see those shows and, and you see, you know, you, you see what you see, but there is so much to those shows. And I can only speak from my experience. I can only imagine now because now those kids are making money. Yeah, they're making real money now. I'm not going to say how much we made for our season, but... What much? Brother, 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 brother. <laughs> brother! <laughs> it's not even double digits. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, it's, and, and at that time, it made all the sense in the world to me. I was like, mm -hmm. I could do this for free. Sure. However... When these people do the shows now, there's an extra incentive that they know in the back of their heads. Mm -hmm. um, now they can become a brand. And I, like when we did that, we none of us really knew like the potential of it or or nothing mm -hmm. like that. It's through watching other seasons and other cast members do this and take it to other levels that then you're like, oh my god, yeah. you know? It's and it's crazy and it's cool, man. And, and, and we're all part of that. So, yeah, you know, it's like from one side of the spectrum to the other. It's, it's, one, it's one big happy family, too, man. Absolutely. And that's what comes across. And yeah. I, I, but, 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 not just, but, but not just your cast. It's a one big fam happy family with, like, multiple people that you get to. Yeah, because yeah. after, after you do your cast, you have to do promotional things with other people. And sure. you get to meet, like... I, I've I've done I've done volunteer work with with yes you know mm -hmm. like anti tobacco thing. you know like it's mm -hmm. it's a blessing man he's it's a, a blessing. cool dude we actually interviewed him 
a year uh, he's and a ago. And he's so he smart. Told the best story about his season at Semester at Sea, where they went to, they were in Cuba and they actually filmed them in Cuba and playing baseball with young Cuban children. And he Beautiful. talked about just the impact of how beautiful that moment was. And he's yeah. like, when I think back on that trip, I go, that's why I did that was yeah. just these moments like this. And so the fact that you guys, you might've been on different seasons, but you have that commonality of like, you've been through this war in a sense. Yeah. And, and, and they, they, yeah. And they also like, I, I, in my case, they sent me to Australia to, that's to, where uh, I was headed next. <laughs> yeah. And then I met Baloo and like other people from other casts and it's, <laughs> You know, and, and then like that, you do so many other things where you meet other people and then you hang out and then you create all these crazy experiences and memories. With, and and just just recently, I went to the Challenge Mania, mm-hmm. you know, and and I I presented myself and and Mr. Mark Long and Anissa and all these people came by and they're like, you know, giving me a hug and welcoming me. And it was so easy to talk to them because it's like, hey, dude, so yeah, really? Oh, blah, 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 blah. You know, and yeah. and it, it, I don't want to sound corny, man, but it really does feel like like a really cool extended family. Yeah, that's the way a lot of people that that yeah. share that experience with you guys talk about it, and it's clear that like whatever beef happens on the show afterwards, it really is like it's a family, and they y'all protect each other in a way, like seeing how all that goes, because no one can understand yeah. what you guys did. Like only you guys can understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you. Let me tell you. I I can have a thousand arguments with with my cast members, but I'll go to war with them and for them at any day. Like, there's nothing wrong you can say about Vince, you know. Like that. That's my boy, you know. And and same for everybody. For Jay, Kaylee, and Erica, you know, I I hold the highest love and respect for them. Yeah. And wherever they, wherever they are at in their lives, I see it. I notice it. I respect it. I honor it. I love them from afar or from close. Mm-hmm. And and. And at the end of the day, man, as human beings, that's what we get to do. We get to live in, we get to live in gratitude, and we get to come, you know, from 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 a context of of compassion and empathy and laughter and childlike mm-hmm. wonder and discipline and and commitment and 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 like people say nowadays, you know, and fucking go, you know, yeah, let's, let's do it, yeah, <laughs> and 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 do it. Like people are so afraid to like live outside their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And I get it. It's comfortable, but man, the party's outside. It really yeah. is. So last official thing I want to touch on from your experience was the Australia appearance, because so I remember cool. watching that season and it just kind of came out of nowhere. Like, oh, here's Chris and Baloo. Here's Dan and Ronnie. And here's so cool. Oscar, like, how do you get uh, a phone call? Because this was in an era where oh, the challenge didn't exist yet. So no. like, how does that come about? It's funny you mentioned the phone call because that's how things were back then. I would just get random calls. Mm-hmm. So like every time I would see that caller ID from LA, I would get so excited, bro. Mm-hmm. I would get so excited. I would never forget that call. Um, so one, a production assistant calls me and they're like, hey, Oscar, what's up? It's such and such from Dean Murray. I'm like, what's up? And they're like, yo, brother. <laughs> Have you, uh, have you, he said it like in an Australian accent. He's like, have you ever been done, uh, done I'm like, what? They're like, yo, man, pack your shit. Let's go to Australia. I'm like, what? Nice. He's like, yeah, man. He's like, yeah, man, you made it. I'm like, made what? 
They're like the cut. I'm like, I didn't even know I was in the cut. I was, I was, they're like, and they're like, yeah, man, you know, we, we, we were doing the show and we were picking people and this and that. And you were one of the people that we wanted to like, you know, have this be, be, you know, be a part of this. And, uh, and then they told me who was going to be there. And I was like, Oh my God, let's effing go. That's also where I met Susie. Susie's a really good friend of mine. I was in her oh, podcast. Cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, recently she's, she's, she's a really good friend of mine. She's awesome. Uh, Ronnie, um, when that, when that, uh when that show ended i mean when they finished filming mm-hmm. i actually stayed and traveled in australia in a few days with ronnie and we did like backpacking and shit oh, she's cool. a really cool she's a really cool girl really cool girl really like straightforward like uh go-getter man go-getter she would wake up every morning do her exercise put mm-hmm. on her, her yeah yeah super cool um and like we who else did did i did i hang out with dan it was really cool with dan um jason from the it was a really really fun trip man and we were staying at a crazy beautiful mansion so much food alcohol (laughs) oh my god you had such a cool moment first all right before i talk about the serious question let's get the fun one out of the way did you even know what the hell australian rules football was before you showed up there because yeah, well, I, I'm just like I, watching it and it makes no sense rewatching how that works. And like you guys are having to get filmed and compete and win. Yeah, we uh I had heard of rugby. Um, but I have I mean no. <laughs> and and they were like, Yeah, you're gonna meet like the Michael Jordan of rugby. And I'm like, yo, those are big words. Who is this guy? And then the guy came out and I was like, I have no idea who he is. And they're like, oh, he's huge. And I was like, okay. Uh, and But yeah, super cool guy, super athletic, super, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then but you have to go to a fun. game. Like they actually took you guys to like watch a live game. Like what was that yeah. experience like? Because I would imagine, Man, at least from TV, fun. it seemed like watching European football like watching something in a stadium the way they were into it there fun man fun the crowd just going wild you know just just like watching a a home team play i mean i don't i don't i don't know i don't know if it's compared to like you know a a finals in one of the big cities in america Mm -hmm. but it was fun i people were screaming there was beer flying everywhere and popcorn (laughs) and, and but they treated us amazingly we had like really good seats Afterwards, we got to party with the teams. We got to meet them. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. total blessing. Yeah. Awesome. Total blessing. Well, what was it? What was you said before I asked you the serious question? What oh, was yeah, that? So the serious question. So when you guys were hanging out at the house, like it was you guys and the, the Australia cast, you had a couple really interesting moments that stood out to me. And it made me ask a couple questions I'll get to in a second. But first, they showed you like blessing the food and saying a prayer as part of that. That's really interesting because it wasn't that I felt like MTV or definitely not even Buna Murray were like anti showing someone's faith, but it just felt like they didn't want to, they didn't want to potentially go there. So, what did I, that mean to you that they like showed you kind of? blessing the food and the cast with that prayer on that episode. Well, and, well, first of all, I was just happy that I could be authentic in that sense, because whether I have a camera on me or not, I'm always going to pray for, I'm always going to pray for what I eat and the hands that made it. Mm-hmm. 
Um, my relationship with Christ is a beautiful relationship. I am, I mean, I'm a, I'm a son of God. Um, I love, I love to say that, you know, I am the righteousness of God through Christ mm -hmm. that, that, that carries me and, and helps me. Um, I don't push my religion on anybody. I don't push my faith on anybody. Anybody who wants to talk about it, I can definitely, you know, um, sure. do that. But at the end of the day is a beautiful thing that I get to have for myself. And when I get to share it with those who are open, then it becomes even more beautiful. Uh, in a social aspect like that, when I can actually feel comfortable in saying prayers, in the simplest of ways, it's it's comforting to me. It's comforting to my soul. It, it makes me feel comfortable makes me feel safe around people uh, that whether, whether or not they share the same opinion or religion or faith or value, at least they're cool enough to allow that space for me to do that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It's, it's a, it's a privilege to, you know, when you compare it, when you compare it in other places in the world where you can really express any religious belief, mm -hmm. it's a privilege in, and it's an honor for me it is you know mm -hmm. to to not only be able to express it but to serve you know god in that way as simple as, as simple as it may be you know yeah maybe sure. maybe share maybe sharing a prayer maybe being a blessing to somebody mm -hmm. you know by by helping somebody by being there by showing up you know mm -hmm. um not everybody wants to to hear a sermon some people just need a hug sure you know I heard that I heard that the other day I was I was uh, listening to a pastor that I that I love listening to and she said that she's like you know some people just sometimes don't want to hear a sermon they just need a hug sure. and through that and through that hug you can convey you know the the love of God 100. So you know um thank you for asking because I think it's really important for for those people who are out there listening that whether you believe or not you know If you ever find a space where you can share something that special with those people you love, don't feel ashamed to. Just be authentic and know that you're in a safe space and do it. Because the more you do it, the more comfortable you're going to feel within yourself to be part of that space. But people will start feeling comfortable with you too. They will they will see that you know not only not not only that there's a little bit more depth and 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 texture to you, but mm -hmm. But that there's a little bit of soul in you too, you know. Because mm -hmm. let me tell you, I can, I can see somebody express their religion, and if it's in a if it's in a way where I can actually see it and and, and understand and get it, it's it's always beautiful to see, you know. Mm -hmm. Whether it's it's a Muslim, a, a Jewish person, a Christian, uh, even if it's a Rastafari man, you know. It, yeah. Whatever rocks your world, at the end of the day, you know, I just hope that that you find your connection and your relationship with God. To me, it's through Christ. To me, it's through prayer. You know, to me, it's through my solitude and, and, and those moments that I can connect. Absolutely. Yeah. And to follow up, like, it, I, I, obviously, I'm not there. I'm reacting to what I'm seeing on TV but you had this really beautiful conversation with Piggy right after that, where she was talking about how I just don't know that I'm going to be friends with these people and this is over and we're not going to do this. And you were offering her and she's like, you, and you told her, you say that now, but I promise you these relationships are really going to matter to you. And this is over. 
And I just found that to be such a powerful moment because one of the other things that was said, um, I I can't remember exactly what the context was. I think it was one of the members of the Australia cast. They said the road ruler all-star people seem to really love each other and love on each other and really seem to deeply care about each other. And so the relationships and the space that you guys offered, like I think gave them a glimpse of what this looks like afterwards. And I just thought that from just a real moment on TV to watch that, it just was, for me, it was a powerful moment to see that and just to see you engage her and talk about like, you don't realize this now because you're in the middle of it, but you're going to want these relationships later. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, I come from the school that, Life is not a have to, it's a get to, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's life is not a dreadful have to, it's a beautiful get to. And we don't always see that the difference between the shows is that when you do real world, you, you're in a, you're in a house, you are pretty much stuck in there. You're going to get triggered in so many ways. Mm-hmm. However, road rules, you're on the go, you're doing missions, you, you're doing fun stuff. You get to build a different relationship. Mm-hmm. So, and, and and I remember telling her, like, listen, you have the better of the two scenarios. Mm-hmm. And I get, I get it. I get it. You know, you're in the same spot I was. And you're going to be in the same spot I'm in right now. Mm-hmm. Just, give, just give yourself time. Mm-hmm. You know, allow that seed, you know, to mature. And, and you'll see it. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and not only you'll see it, but you'll get it. You'll understand it. And you're going to notice yourself go through the transformation. You're going to allow yourself to put the ego at rest and allow yourself to enjoy that freely, you know, and, and at peace without having to have the, the, the mental gymnastics of paranoia. They're talking about me. What did he really mean by that? Did, is she really? Oh, come on. You know, no. Yeah. You get to trust the process. You get to surrender. You get to lay back and enjoy it. You only go through it once. It can be very triggering during and afterwards. Mm-hmm. Afterwards, because it's still triggering for me. Like I mentioned to you earlier, I, it's very cringy for me to see the show for me. Like that's an 18-year-old version of me doing things that I wouldn't do now, saying things I wouldn't say now. It's, we all go through that. Mm-hmm. But that is part of the process. And that is a beautiful thing because you get to see yourself do what a lot of people have only dreamed about. It's not that, oh my God, now I have to put myself through seeing this and just, no, 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 let it go. Tell the ego to take a break, sit back, put on your childlike wonder goggles, have fun, be kind with yourself. Don't judge yourself too much. Remember, that's that's the kid version of you. Mm-hmm. who ultimately became who you are now. So you owe that kid a lot of gratitude. You owe that kid a lot of credit because somehow he didn't, he, he didn't mess up enough. Yeah. We're still here. We're still here. And, uh, and I'm sure she knows that now. And I'm sure that, and I'm sure she also understands that. And I do too. I'm not trying to sugarcoat it. Mm-hmm. Relationships are challenging. Mm-hmm. I don't have a perfect relationship with my, co- with, with my cast members, you know, mm-hmm. And I still have the rest of my life to make it so mm-hmm. because, because I choose to. Mm-hmm. So love is a verb. It's not that one day you're going to love more or love less. No, one day you're going you're gonna to treat the person and the situation mm-hmm. better or not because you decide to, because you, love is a verb. It's an action. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. you take action into that and you know it's 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 something that you learn with age you get to forgive yourself and forgive others and just like i have had had to do i've had to come to terms with a lot of things that i wish i would have said differently done differently um I'm sure just like me, not everybody's proud with the with, with, with how they came out or came through. Mm-hmm. But but at the end of the day, if the footage is there, it's because you did it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. So, so as triggered as you can get, you know, I suggest that you just, you know, take the pad out, notice what triggers you, what worked, what didn't work, what worked, do more, what didn't do less. And hey, tomorrow's mm-hmm. a new day. Let's start let's start again. Absolutely. It it you know those mental dialogues can be kind of unserving sometimes, and we're sure. not in the business. We're not in the business of that anymore. We're in the business of of being, you know, happy. You know, doing things that are congruent with that happiness. Sure. You know, we're in the business of taking care of ourselves so that then we can take care of other people. Mm-hmm. You know, and and you know, we're in the business of living. Absolutely, we're in the business of 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 loving and coming from there. From coming from there, which is cool. Yeah. So. Yeah. To kind of wrap up our time here a little bit, which, by the way, thank you. This has been an incredible conversation, and I <laughs> no. really, really enjoyed talking to you. This has been really Oh, fun. likewise, man. Thank you, man. Thank you, likewise. It's a pleasure meeting you, by the way. Oh, thank you. Um, when did the phone call stop? Because Kaylee showed up on the first challenge, and then Jake was on season six, which was Battle of the Sexes 1. Was it a situation where you decided to stop or just schedules didn't work, and then just the call stopped coming at some point? Interesting question. Um, they kind of stopped. They, he, I don't, you know, the ride was full throttle. Even five years after the show, I was still doing gigs here and there and doing all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Then, 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 and Murray had us go to American University with the Boston cast, as a matter mm-hmm. of fact. And we got certified, in, or at least, you know, they gave us a bunch of training on, like, public speaking and a mm-hmm. bunch of stuff. And they, they, like, trained us on, like, being, or or at least uh, having a, a, a frame of, of mind where volunteering was in the forefront of our actions. And knowing that we're on a position now where we can influence for good, you know, if we decide to go down that route, which is ultimately why I ended up working with the anti-tobacco movement and working with kids and becoming a youth coach and all that. So for me, it just trickled into working with kids and volunteer work and anti-tobacco kind of like you know, within that within that movement and that type of work and community outreach and all that. And and for the most part, the whole MTV thing was part of that. Mm-hmm. But remember, as I'm also doing that, new new shows are coming out. Mm-hmm. And I'm 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 becoming less relevant because mm-hmm. this 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 new cast members are now what's what's hot. Yeah. So so it gradually you gradually either start taking your own route and and you do whatever you want with that mm-hmm. and or or really pursue the show as as a mean mm-hmm. um like some people have some people have been doing the show for years you know yeah. they i'm sure that if i would have kept 
with the production because they would randomly send us papers for us to update our information and let us know what we were doing so they could get get in touch with us and all that. I'm sure that if I would have been more intentional about that, I would have probably extended that a little bit, but I never really also did it. I never really... It's always it's always it's always been very cringy for me after I did the show in the sense that when I did the show for me it was always like now people think I'm what and now people view me as what and now people expect me to do what sure because because you get a lot of oh what are you doing next oh and how come you're not doing this anymore and what happened to this and you're like wait wait what do you mean what happened I'm doing me <laughs> yeah what what and you're like wait was I supposed to all of a sudden become Tom Cruise what the fuck like like people chill and it sure. can and it can it, it really takes a toll on you and you can really start getting into like some conversations of insecurity and who am I what do I want to do and blah 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 and you mm-hmm. really need to have enough common sense and common grounding to if if it serves you mm-hmm. if it serves you some people are good on on in in that uh, frequency mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm more I'm I'm you know. I guess because I uh, I come from the background of my mom being an actress and all that I I'm not, I've never really been into like the whole like hey you know look at me sure. um, it's super cool don't get me wrong super cool I love it whenever yeah. I can I, I I I but it's nothing that I've actively really intentionally pursued um, and I had and in my case I had the blessing of having that whole like volunteer working with kids youth coach Mm -hmm. and i I, and i did that too like last year oh wow yeah like i've been working with kids nonstop all my life in one way or another recently through through fitness and and obstacle course racing and a beautiful academy a beautiful academy of people in in miami uh uh warrior focus academy and and what used to be called uh um fma uh focus movement academy uh and and just like them, a whole bunch of organizations that gave me gave me the green light and gave me and gave me the opportunity to to be part in some way of the life of the youth of those communities and and the, uh, South Carolina. I worked with South Carolina immensely. Uh, it's uh, yeah, you know, Nebraska, Wisconsin. So I had that. I had that, and that for me was so fulfilling and and so enriching. And to a point, you know. Um, I never really saw my myself as the guy from Road Rules. Mm-hmm. However, I've, I've always seen myself as as Oscar, the youth coach. Definitely. You know, I've, I've I've always seen I've always been like you know, Coach Oscar. You know, like that has always been for me so fulfilling. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, and I you know I was that weird kid. You know, I was that weird kid. So I I and when I was that weird kid, I always respected and appreciated some good counseling and 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 those good people that came my way. So I'm just trying to pay forward in that sense. So I had that, you know, I had that. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know how, I don't know how, how it played out for some people, but I think that the call stopped maybe like three to four years. The calls, meaning filming the show itself, probably stopped three years after the filming of my show. But the gigs related to the show in one way or another because of I because I did that and I'm that guy that lasted that lasted through probably through the age of 38 and then I just took it upon myself to use whatever I knew and become a, a youth coach which is incredible that's thank you thank for you. sharing all of that 
So yeah. my listeners will come after me with pitchforks if I don't ask this last question. Oh, go for it. So with the advent of Paramount Plus and Challenge All-Stars, Mark Long had this idea. We want to see the OGs back on TV and see where they are today. So Cyrus has been back. Steve Minky has been back. Um, a lot of people from your era have resurfaced. Beth from uh, Real World uh, L.A., They've been competing on the challenge. Did Was there a call out to you? Or if a call did come out to you, would that be something at this stage in your life that you would entertain? <laughs> I would totally be a, be a big old liar if I said no. <laughs> <laughs> that paycheck's pretty uh, nice. <laughs> I, I'm not one to shy away from a, from a cool activity. I, I, I am about activities, I'll tell you that. Mm -hmm. um so yeah i'll definitely i'll definitely shake somebody's hand and look at them straight in the eye and 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 say let's do it yeah All right you hear that i mean life is now you know life is now life is now. life is now life is now man i don't i <laughs> i'd be a fool to say no there we go yeah. and i think that's the perfect spot to end this hey i already said it a few minutes ago this has been Pleasure's so much all fun mine. thank you for <laughs> there it is all right for all you guys listening, guys and girls, thank you for listening to the Challenge Chronicles. This has been thank awesome. you, everybody. My yes. pleasure, guys. Thank you for being uh, thank you for being with us all these years. Thank you for being part of this beautiful community. Thank you, and again, everybody has ever stopped me in the street and recognized me and wanted to shake my hand or or just give me a beautiful compliment. You know, thank you. You guys make it all worthwhile for sure, for sure. So thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Trace, for having me on the show. It's been a freaking pleasure. And I'm always going to be just a text away. You know how we do. Yes, sir. I've got it. I, I'm going to take you up on that. <laughs> All right. Thanks, man. All right, man. Always.